Hi everyone, and thank you for checking into another steampunk podcast. Uh, as always, uh, we really appreciate that you're coming in and checking into what we're having to say, and for our customers that are uh, purchasing coffee and really supporting us and supporting the business over the the past months, uh, we really appreciate uh, really appreciate the support. Um, in this podcast, um, again, we're joined by the lovely Toby and Cameron, and hey. we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be talking about all sorts. We're going to see what we what we come up with, but I think we're mainly going to be talking about, we've got some equipment that we've got in our own, uh, own places we're all scattered about at the minute um, that we've been testing out. I think Toby's going to talk a little bit about uh, the Mocha Masters and Cameron is going to talk about uh, he's told us that he's run out of filters for his Kalita and uh, he's moved back to his AeroPress and we're all using hand grinders and things so we're going to talk about lots of different bits and bobs of coffee kit sounds um, good sounds good but before before we start that I wanted to kick off things with uh with some fun facts for for you guys, I know I know how much you love my uh, my, my my little. I've, my I've little facts. been looking forward to this all week. I can't can't wait to hear what the fun facts are this week. I'm really excited. Yeah, I have to say. Okay, so the, the 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 first fact maybe I won't give the answer to this straight away, and the listeners can think about it, and then we'll have the answer at the end. So it's not really, I guess it's a fact, but there's only one letter that doesn't appear in any of the American states. Hmm. Any ideas? Whoa. Okay. So there's, there's only, there's only one letter in the alphabet that doesn't appear in any of the names of the states. I'm, I'm sure I had this question in like a lockdown one quiz on zoom at some point. And I've, I've honestly just like drawn them all from my memory. I can't, ah, <sighs> It's not Z, no, Arizona. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, X, no, Texas. I feel like it could be a more obvious, a less, well, a more obvious letter is in the one that you'd think yeah. would be in. I'm actually, I'm thinking like maybe B? I don't know. B. No, surely there's one with B in it. It's uh, It's Q. It's a Q. Whoa. Oh, okay. It's Q. Okay. There's no, okay. there's no, there's no state in America with the letter Q. Uh, thanks for putting so, us out of our misery. It was just getting embarrassing there. <laughs> yeah, that was going to go on for quite a while. So I think you say you spared us and the listeners. <laughs> well, uh, with um, with Valentine's Day coming up, if there's any listeners that are wanting to impress anyone, uh, there's a there's a wee a wee fun fact. To, uh, but an even better impressive impressive line if you're wanting to impress a lovely lady or a lovely fella is that a a hybrid of a cow and a bison you want to know what it's called wait hold oh, on yes, hold give on, it to hold me. on is it a, is it a chitin or is it a a bow it's a it's a it's a beefalo <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it's, it's a, it's, so, so a hybrid of a cow and a bison is called a beefalo, and you can buy the meat 
I don't know all of the, these these um, facts are obviously from an American website because you can buy this uh, beefalo from uh, 21 states across America in a different range of supermarkets. Good to know. It's good to know, yeah. We need some beefalo. That's something for um, a Valentine's Day meal by the sounds of it. Imagine, oh, yes. imagine showing up for a home cooked dinner and getting served beefalo. That would, that would get sparks flying, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I, I, I would be well impressed if anyone makes you beefalo on Valentine's. They're definitely, they're definitely a keeper. No, I, I, no, I think no. I'd be more skeptical if, 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 more skeptical than impressed. But teach their own. <laughs> beefalo, what a name! I love it. Um. And then my final, my final fact for any for I know that in steampunk we're more we're more dog dog orientated, but uh, but uh, a fun fact about cats is cats have fewer toes on their back paws. I so, did not know that. So on their on their uh, front they have five toes. And on their their back paws, they they only have four. Wow, now wow. that's that's one wow, to get wow. to get um, to get people mind, impressed on Valentine's my, Day. That's yeah, that is. My, I'll be that's that's going to seal the deal. <laughs> my mind, my mind is blown. Um, so yeah, there's there's some fun facts. I hope you've enjoyed this segment of the podcast, and we're going to move Absolutely. swiftly on to uh, talking about Mocha Masters. If anyone doesn't know what a mocha master is, a mocha master is a, uh, it's a beauty. It's a beauty of a co- coffee machinery. Um, it's a filter coffee machine, and it prides itself in being the best coffee machine in the world, which is a bit of a bit That's of a, a bold claim. claim. Is that a claim made yeah. by mocha master? Is that? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a very bold claim, but um, yeah, let's let's, a, a, let's see what Toby thinks. All will be revealed. Well, exactly. <laughs> it says that uh, the results of using the Mocha Masters um, through brewing, but using a Mocha Master to brew coffee, it really brings out the good balance between the sweetness and bitterness of the coffee. Um, so I don't know, Toby. What's your experience using the Mocha Master? Well, I know that um, Lewis at work, bearded barista, he he's just posted a fantastic reel of him using his Mocha Master, and we've had a little chat about it. And it turns out that he is very um, very precise with his Mocha Master. Now, when when I use my Mocha Master, it's it's uh, it's about just getting a good cup of coffee at the end, but I'm not weighing anything. I'm not. You know, it's not that precise in art for me. I've got it comes with a little scoop, um, which has been my kind of uh, that's your my measuring, measuring tool. tool. Yeah, yeah, and I've not ventured into scales or anything like that. But it's been great. Yeah, I've kind of uh, spent spent a wee while like tailoring it to how I like my coffee at the end. So at first, I was making it like really, really strong, and it was just a bit too much because it makes a liter of coffee, 
which is class. But if you're making it really, really strong, I was getting through like one cup and that was me. Um, so I've kind of found balance, but like the flavor is always great. And today I'm on the Ugandan coffee, the last of the Ugandan coffee. And when like compared to yesterday, having the um, Finca Bonanza coffee, it's completely different. And it's great that that's such a simple piece of kit. I mean, I say simple, but in that you're not really changing that many variables. You just put, you put your water in, you put your coffee in and then you wait. It's amazing that it's given me like such, such diverse cups of coffee. Mm. Um, so I really like it. And obviously it comes in those like crazy colors. I opted for matte black because I you didn't know quite safe. Yeah, you didn't, didn't know what your future kitchen was going to look like. So you just wanted to That's the hard safe. thing. I yeah. think for people who have got like a, a really nice kitchen and they've got an aesthetic figured out, then it's cool because you can get any color that matches that. But I opted for, yeah, something safe for a kitchen at some point in the future that will be quite cool and hopefully will like then match the black. Well, the black's so versatile. So, but then I saw that Lewis has got the kind of baby pink one, which is class. And that's why I was definitely torn between. But then there's also the yellow, kind of the yellow color that's similar to the steampunk coffee machine. There's some really cool ones. So, um, there's a new one. Yeah, as I mean, well, I really endorse the, it. The orange one as well. Did you see that on, I've not, on Kath's Insta story? Oh, it's, it's like a very bold orange. It's really cool. Yeah. I think that would potentially be the one I'd go for if I was getting one. But, uh, very 70s. Yeah, yeah. As, I mean, it's kind of part of the whole design of it, just going for that kind of retro look of it. It's, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. But, um, yeah, well, they're great. The, I mean, how, you go. I was just going to say, how long does it take to, to brew the actual coffee? I'd say start to finish, start being like walking to the kitchen, take, you know, take the parts off that you need to take off until serving yourself a cup of coffee is under under five minutes mm. how, how many um, like how many cups do you usually make it for just for yourself or do you just make enough to go around i make enough i've got sophie here my partner so we do enough for um like two full cups and then two kind of top ups that are not quite full cups mm. Mm. Cause it's that got, gives you a, am I right in saying precise art again. it's got a wee like kind of heating element in the base that keeps it warm it as well it does yeah thanks Cameron okay. yeah that's good that's good, it's um, a good yeah it's got it's got, it's got like yeah. a hot plate underneath which I think stays on for like half an hour and actually for me like the second cup sometimes tastes a bit better because it's like heated through to a slightly higher temperature obviously it brews at a slightly lower temperature for like the flavors and stuff so then my second cup can can be a bit warmer which is it look it also looks pretty simple to use i mean like could it be used by a pretty like a well-trained ape <laughs> uh yeah i'd say so i <laughs> know i mean it's super simple you do you've got all the elements that kind of come apart so you take your i just use the i just use the the glass uh carafe to fill up the top half. So that's what I used to measure. And then the wee filter bit comes off. So everything's detachable and you just kind of build your own and then pop it all back together. It's really, really straightforward. And there's only two buttons, isn't there? There's literally only two buttons. One for half. So if you're doing, if you're filling your water up halfway and you're making a smaller batch of coffee, then it, it has a slightly different system to when you're doing a full batch. And then you just have an on off switch. So. Because I find, yeah. um, I don't know if you guys have had similar experiences, but sometimes when you have like home espresso machines, um, they can be a bit f like faffy and it's never, I, I never find it to be like um, the the same each each day. This is the thing about home espresso like machines. A lot of people get a home espresso machine because they think they can just get like, 
quite simply like the same results at home that they do in like a like a cafe um but like not not bigging myself up as like, like being my job but it does actually take a bit of practice to get good at making like decent espresso and if you're buying an espresso machine like it's it it's great but it, you have to consider that it's going to be like more of a hobby than just something to like get you woken up in the morning if you know what i mean and the mocha master is like great in that regards because it doesn't take like a huge amount of skill you just need to like read the instructions properly that's that's really it that's that's all you need to do yeah yeah and at the moment i've been well up until now i've been just picking up the beans pre-ground for filter but now I've picked up a hand grinder, so we'll get to that. But I've not yet played with it, but I'm excited to see whether that has, you know, a major impact on, on say, the Mocha Master, which is not quite as, like, detailed as obviously a, a Kalito or whatever we talked about, obviously the variables and having a bit more control. So this is a slightly less controlled beast. So I'm interested to see, like, yeah, if, I'm, if I hand grind, fresh, like, freshly grind the coffee beans, stick it in the Mocha Master, how much of a difference does it make to the... Like not so freshly ground. Mm. That's what I was gonna, gonna say. Like obviously the Mocha Master doesn't uh it doesn't come with a grinder. Um, do you think that that's uh, a problem? Is it an issue? Because do you have to kind of grind or get quite a lot of coffee ground to uh to put it into the Mocha Master? Does it take quite a lot of coffee? It's not just like an espresso shot where doesn't take too long to to yeah i mean it takes more coffee than obviously like yeah kalita and area press and whatnot but like i spoke to kath last week and she, we were saying it does take you know you kind of move through a bit more coffee with it but you are also making usually bigger batches so i don't if i was just making you know a kalita a one cup kalita versus a one cup marker master i don't actually know what, what how big the difference would be um, but it's certainly not faffy. I mean, that's what I was saying is just back to like, if you get your co- your beans pre-ground, then actually there's like, you just scoop your pre-ground coffee into the filter, into the filter section, stick it all back together, flick the switch, and uh, yeah, I just do some dishes and then have a coffee. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I think something that I've I've noticed uh, in, in, the, in the recent recent months and before we closed up shop again for the second lockdown was that people were kind of turning in their their love of coffee into a bit of a like recreational hobby like you were you were saying Cameron um and it was really nice to see the people kind of spending a little bit of a little bit extra cash possibly that they're saving from not going out for meals or for drinks or whatever um buying something like a mocha master and also one of these uh these grinders i forget the name of them the the electric the brass the sage. Uh, encore or the brass encore or the sage one yeah yeah to kind of bring their 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 hobby to the to the next level i guess yeah um, it is such a big um i'd say if you're kind of considering coffee as more of like a hobby type thing, I think getting like a a dedicated grinder is probably one of like the biggest steps up you can make in in doing that. It just um it does make a huge difference. Yeah. Especially I mean, I've said it before, but I still use like a a small blade grinder at home, which 
which really doesn't cut it most of the time. I'm the type <laughs> of person who uses, for for those who don't know, like a blade grinder is the kind of one you'd use to like grind nuts and stuff like that. Not um not ideal for coffee, but there's loads of like little techniques you can use to like improve it, like shaking it very vigorously, and then like <laughs> putting it through a sieve and stuff like this. It's just, I think it's it's part of um my kind of coffee setup at home is it is a bit um a bit cobbled together really <laughs> it's it, it's rough it's, it's rough, rough yeah my scales my scales are used for like um they've, it's one of these scales with like a bowl on top which are meant to measure like flour in and i just have to like put the coffee in like the massive bowl that's supposed to be for flour it's really <laughs> it's really not ideal <laughs> but um yeah that's that's my home setup it's just how it is have you guys been using any other kit in the recent in the in the past in the past week? I was saying I was well, I've, um, I'll go on, yeah. last last week. I was testing out the the Clear Wave and was like really really enjoying it. But when I picked it up from work, I only picked up like maybe ten filters or something like that that were just like kind of lying open. I didn't want to like take like a like a full new pack or anything like that. And since then, the ten have like run out, and now I miss it. I've gone back to the AeroPress, but I miss I miss the Cleta Wave, so um, I might actually. I can imagine, Cameron, that you really enjoy enjoy the process of the yeah, Cleta. Yeah, I also just think it's just a tiny bit like it, it does make a really nice, clean cup of coffee, and I think I've I want that back again. So I think I might actually mm-hmm. just invest a bit of that money I'm saving, as you said, by not going out and just get one for myself. Because yeah. Why and not? side by side, like what what are the what stands out to you with the Kalita versus the AeroPress in terms of like the process and the time it takes, and then the cup of coffee that you're having afterwards, like you know. I think maybe it's just I'm just thinking on the spot here, but I think it's maybe just like something new that I like because I have been using an AeroPress for like a, over a year now, just as my everyday thing, and I think just kind of trying something new is actually just quite fun. I mean, I said before, I think the the Kalita Wave just does make a slightly cleaner cup of coffee. Um, Mm. But yeah, it's just maybe something new. Um, We've been in like lockdown so long that it kind of just feels like relieving to break the mold out of your old habits a wee bit. Yeah, it makes a bit of a bit of a change to the to the norm Groundhog Day. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, if, if you're if you're one of those people like me who've just been using the same method for like over like several years, maybe maybe just try something new and see how it feels. Just because it might, you know, it might give you some sense of time back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pitch gonna... if ever I've heard one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you guys too. I think Toby, did you say that you've been drinking a Ugandan bean? Yeah, yeah. It's well, the one uh, we've actually just finished up. It's the the um, Bukonzi Dream, but it's it's just been lovely. And when contrasted with the El Salvador, which is like super chocolatey, kind of caramelly flavors in there, like it's like a really decadent, yeah, a really decadent cup of coffee with like some nice oat milk in there. So contrasting it with the Bukanzi Dream, which has got much more like fruity notes, almost like tropical strawberries. Like it's really interesting. 
Um, and yeah, they're kind of they're nice to, again, break the mold. Like I haven't had much of this Ugandan coffee. So having it today, it's like, oh, today is different from yesterday. Yay. <laughs> Small victories. <laughs> what uh, what about yourself, Cameron? Are you drinking anything a bit different at the minute? or I'm still just alternating between the Bale Mountain and this, this Cairngorm Kenyon that I bought the other week as well. I didn't really talk about that Cairngorm Kenyon much. It's Let's like, talk about it now. It's... um. It's it's quite different from like other uh, like other coffees I've tried like recently. I know it's quite it's quite yogurty. That's that's the kind mm. of taste that I'm getting for it. And there's some weird, unusual taste. I can't really put my finger on it. It says in the tasting notes, um, coconuts. Um, I don't know if I'd be, I'd have been able to identify it as coconut, but there is definitely a a kind of strange kind of tropical, tropicalish flavor to it something it's, yeah yeah it just yeah, that sounds yeah. amazing it's yeah it was super interesting i really liked it yeah <clears throat> yeah anyone else that trying any different oh, i was just gonna ask anyone else has tried any coffees recently um well i uh, i uh i've been drinking the glass of Allen, which is from steampunk which i think has been going out in the su- subscriptions um which I really enjoyed. I enjoyed it when it was on the machine when I when when I was when I was working in the shop, and I tend to uh, mix my coffee with a hell of a lot of milk, so it it's less of a a, a fruity coffee. It's real nice. Uh, I think it's chocolate chocolate orange is the tasting notes on mm. it, and it, that that really comes across, and it mixes really 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 well with milk. So that's what I'm kind of using it at home in a minute uh with regards to other other coffees um i've been drinking i i, I sent away for my first my first ever delivery um with the good coffee cartel the two lads in i believe it's two lads in glasgow that have set it up and um have you got yeah, it yet i remember yeah I remember uh, yeah 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 tasting tasting really nice I love their their marketing strategy. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good marketing, <laughs> and uh, their 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 packaging. You know, like having the kind of guy that goes into a wine store knows nothing about wine, but if the label looks cool, I'm sold. I mean, that. that's that's, that's but, uh, me every time in a wine store. That's just yeah. That's but what I do this that. one looks pretty. Yeah, <laughs> but but um, it, it looks very it looks very pretty, and it also it also tastes really nice and again i think um uh it's an it's an i think it's an african bean um i'll need to need to check now but mm. uh again it mixes really well with milk i kind of try and stay away from um the more the more fruity ones uh unless i really want to just in the mood for just a black black coffee uh that being said I got given some tasting packs from Origin Coffee, um, which included uh, a coffee from China, which I've I've had it I've had it a couple of times now. I've just drank it black, and the flavors from that it almost tastes like a juice. Um, wow. it's pretty it's pretty wacky, but uh, it's it's enjoy it's That's, enjoyable it's something i've sure. seen around a few times um coffee from china i've never i've never got to try it yet though yeah i don't know what like, i mean i find it i've well, i find it interesting when there's i don't want to pretend that i know lots about it but i do find it interesting when there's kind of 
more um, kind of interesting uh, countries producing coffee, you know, uh, like I wouldn't have thought until um, I got given this that China has a big coffee industry, but obviously they're doing something I was reading about and this is uh, an article that I find interesting is blue bottle coffee in the States um, using uh, uh, beans from from Yemen. Uh, which obviously is like torn apart from, from war and things, and um, yeah. Again, I'm not sure if it's like the the. If there's maybe just an area of the country which is 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 like, okay, yeah, I know what you mean though. You do have to be a bit kind of conscious about what's going on, like, like yeah. with these countries that you're buying coffee from, and I fully trust that all specialty coffee will be like looking deep into that before before making any yeah, of them doing their like research and... yeah it's like us with the with the drc um coffee we had last year like dear the democratic republic of congo is a is a country that's got a lot of um a lot of issues on at the moment and yeah but it's all well well researched and it's trying to help industries get back on their feet i guess trying to just i don't know do the best thing you can really yeah for sure that sounds really interesting I've never again just like you said like I would never think of China and there's probably loads of other countries where I would just never associate coffee production with with mm-hmm. that country so well maybe we should uh, maybe we should invest in a wee pack pack of Chinese coffee for us to all try yeah um, I've had come, uh, um, come back and... speaking of coffee origins that because steampunk we mostly do kind of East African and South American type coffees um I do have often every time I see them it's like uh, Indonesian ones kind of like um, like Costa Rica I really like Costa Rican coffees I've had them a few times and if I see them like on espresso in somewhere I'll usually go go for one like that but um, yeah no it's super interesting like how many different places you get coffee from around the world and how they have all their different kind of like typical flavors from them and how, as a roaster, I guess you kind of just need to, to specialize. Really, it's you. You kind of just so broad. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking I think, of, oh, sorry, you go. I was just going to highlight that uh, people that uh, buy coffee from Steampunk, all the information about all the coffees is on the website, and I know that we we say that to the customers when they're when they're buying when they're buying it but if they actually go on and check it out there's a load of information and it's actually it's actually pretty interesting like where the plantations are and the kind of production line so you actually know maybe a little bit more and also i mean like i was looking at it lately and the amount that are kind of like family run business like plantations um it's worth it's worth checking out, I think. So I would just encourage anyone that's listening to this that, that actually buys our coffee to just have a have a wee look and check it out, just to have a bit more understanding of where the coffee is actually coming from, because it, it is interesting. So. Has anyone been watching anything, listening to anything good this week? I watched the film uh, last night on Amazon Prime called Summer of 85. 
and it was just lovely. It's about a kind of a young man. Well, at first it's all like very aesthetically pleasing. It's kind of got a call me by your name feel to it. It's like the France, on the coast of France in the eighties. And it's this young man who falls in love with someone. It's all kind of through his eyes, but no, it's really cool. And obviously just very beautiful. And also made me like lust for like sunshine and, and water <laughs> and like some kind, some kind of exoticism. Um, is that a word? I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, so no, I enjoyed that. And it was kind of a nice piece of like escapism just to kind of get away from, I don't know, Reality. very gray life that is February in Scotland. Um, but mm. Yeah. What about you, Pete? Oh, so I, sim- similar, uh, just kind of sheltering from this horrible, horrible weather. I watched two movies yesterday. Um, nice, which nice. I which I, I I I never I never do, but I uh, yeah I really enjoyed them. The first one was uh, called Greenland. Again, it was on um, Amazon Prime uh, with uh, with Gerald Butler was the the main character, and it was to do with the extinction of the human race. Oh gosh. And, uh, <laughs> Yes, which is very cheery, especially with everything just going what you on need just now. Minute, but um, no, it was a, it was a good movie. And then a complete different uh, scale of of drama. I watched the the new Netflix uh, movie, The Dig. Oh, um, nice! Which was which was which was really nice. It was very. Uh, it felt quite slow after watching a Gerald Butler uh, end of Action, the world movie, kind of. but um, but no, it, it 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 was it was very nice and like very um, kind of the way it had been shot and uh, films the the scenery made kind of uh, I think it's set in Somerset. Um, that could that could be that could be wrong. Um, <laughs> it's really embarrassing if it if if that if that's not right. But uh, no, it was it was it was really nice and it made it looks made very it wholesome, look very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the rolling hills, you're like, ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah. I haven't nice. um I haven't watched watched much this this week. Uh, I have been reading a wee bit. I picked up a new book that, that I'm really enjoying. Um, anyone ever heard of um, Underland by Robert McFarlane before? No, it's that one there. I'm showing on Zoom. Um, it's got a know, good cover. It's a beautiful cover. It, yeah, if yeah, if, for listeners, we've got a listeners, very beautiful cover here. Yeah, <laughs> just just go to Google yourself and look up Robert McFarlane <laughs> Underland, and that is literally the reason why I bought it because it had a really nice it had a really nice cover. Um, Much like a fine wine or coffee. Yeah, just, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Judge the book by its cover. <laughs> Referencing back to earlier in the podcast. Nice. <laughs> what What's it about? Um, so it's not it's not what I was expecting at all. It's like a it's a non fiction, almost travelly type book where it's about like stories of him traveling to different places and exploring how like our like basically like the human relationship with what goes on underneath the earth's surface so about like stories from caves and scientists working underground and i mean i'm only like 100 pages into it but it's just this super like it's beautifully written like he's genuinely such a good good writer and it's a non-fiction book that doesn't feel like a non-fiction book it feels like you know 
almost like fantasy, really. Um, wow. Yeah, it's really, really nice. So yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah, recommend it. Sounds great. <clears throat> and Cameron, I've been watching um, It's a Sin. Oh, did so you finish it? The recommendation. I've not finished it yet, so okay. uh, yeah. But it's yeah, it's lovely. It's, it's obviously very thought provoking and um, raises some really important questions. I've, I've been really enjoying it. Mm, yeah, I've got something I'm looking forward to later this week as well on TV. Um, has anyone watched um, any Adam Curtis documentaries before? No. No. Um, he's like a British documentary person. What's the documentary person um, documentary person the official always, title I mean they are they're heavy watching they're quite like um, existential dread in, in a documentary but um, yeah I'm a big fan of like his kind of documentaries so I'll probably be talking about that in a future episode but um, yeah what's the um, what's the topic that he's he's kind of tackling um, I think it's so in, in the past he's done ones about like the 20th century and the rise of consumerism and then there's one about the fall of the fall of like the the soviet union um there's one about iraq as well this one's all just about kind of the past decade really it's about like okay. you know the rise of trump uh, trumpism and stuff like that but um i'll see uh, it comes out later this week so i'll lovely i look forward to hearing your thoughts and also yeah. tucking in it sounds really interesting So thanks for joining us in this chat, guys. Uh, as I say, we really appreciate that you've given up some time in your day to listen to what we've talked about. I hope you've found it uh, interesting, and you can you can check out all the all the kit that we we talk about in the podcast. You can check it out. It's all on the website to 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 buy if you're interested in it, or if you've got any questions, just um, message. Uh, Kath uh, on the Steampunk Instagram and she'll be sure to help you out or you can even email. Also if um, you're if you're looking for stuff to read as well there has been like loads of interesting blog posts on the, the Steampunk website recently as well like if you're just looking for something to read over over breakfast or lunch I really recommend going and checking them out because a lot of effort has been put into them and they are really interesting so yeah definitely check them out. Yeah. yeah, as Cameron says, there's a lot. There's a lot on on the on the website, and again, just about all the the different coffees and things. I think a lot a lot goes into the website that isn't necessarily necessarily seen, you know. So um, definitely worthwhile checking out. And also, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you take a wee screenshot and put it in an Instagram story. It's really nice. Um, to see that people are actually listening to it um i think just before just before we went on a podcast i saw that Lindsay, shout out Lindsay, had um had popped a wee instagram story up uh saying how much she enjoyed listening so i hope everyone has a good week and you're taking care and looking after one another absolutely yep see you all later have a good week everyone stay safe take care